Hi, and welcome to the Insiders by Durham Lane, where we get perspectives from industry thought leaders about strategies that are unifying marketing and sales cycles to help accelerate growth inside your world. Hello and welcome to the Insiders Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Simon Hazeldean, a sales transformation strategist and sales performance consultant, helping my clients get more sales more often with more margin. I'm also a keynote speaker and an author of seven books on sales and negotiation. I'm your host, along with my co-host, the one and only Richard Lane, who is the co-founder of Durham Lane, who are an inside sales partner helping businesses to grow their revenue through an integrated sales and marketing methodology. So Richard, great to be back in the Insider Studio with you again and uh, would also be great if you could introduce our guest for this episode please. Yeah sure, hi Simon and uh, I, I agree, great to be back and I'm thrilled to be able to introduce our guest to our listeners today. So joining us today on the Insiders is Ivy Petit. Ivy is the Global Growth Marketing Director at Veolia Water Technologies. So Ivy, very much a big welcome to you. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Wonderful, Richard. Thank you very much. So Ivy, what we normally ask our guests to do is just provide a little bit of background so our listeners can get to know you a little bit and and how you came to be in the role that you are in currently. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, Richard. Thank you, Simon. I'm very happy uh, to be to be with you today. So um, I'm working in marketing since 20 years now. So it's a long time. After my business school, I jump into the marketing world uh, uh, in the business intelligence. I work also for a, a big French construction company, and I joined Veolia Water Technology nine years ago in Singapore. Uh, I was at this time uh, marketing director for Asia Pacific. I stayed there for five years. It was a, a super, uh, super experience. And I came back to France after to take the lead of the marketing for the digital business unit, uh, which was also a, a fantastic uh, digital journey. It was a new role. And I came to this current role that you presented, uh, Richard, as growth marketing director in Paris, so it's a global role. And my focus is to support, you know, Veolia Water Technology uh, top-line growth uh, with the support of my team here in HQ and also with the support of the marketing zone lead in all the zones in all continents uh, for Veolia Water Technologies. Fantastic. Wow. That's a that's a track record and, uh, and a half, Ivy. Thank you very much. Well, as a I'd be really interested to dive into the first question as a as a marketing professional of 20, 20 plus years um, and also, you know, working for the world's largest supplier of water uh, services, which is going to be a very, very large organization. So as a marketing professional, how do you create your marketing narrative so that it resonates with your customers, but it also fits within the context of a, you know, a very large global company? Yes, interesting question. So, um, as you know, marketing narrative is really the basis of what we do as marketing uh, marketing lead. So, I, I, I consider, you know, uh, this position really as a crossroads to give direction uh, to the teams, you know, at all levels. So, from sales, after sales, you know, I'm also working with innovation team, communication for sure, and also with the top management. So, all these teams are part of my uh, network internally and also to build this marketing narrative. For building this marketing narrative, 
I follow, let's say, key principles that we learn, you know, in business school, but which are simple bases, you know, like the value proposition canvas. Uh, if you know, we really uh, precisely help us to define this uh, this uh, storytelling. We work on customer profile and also the most important component of these offers that we are selling uh, to know more about the challenge that our customers are fighting with and what are the benefits, the gains that we are creating through, through this offer. So when we do this mapping, we adjust the value proposition based really on the insight that we get from the voice of customer to make sure that at the end, because this is a way of an objective of marketing uh, narrative, we achieve this product market fit. So this storytelling is really coming from the market. All value of our offer is coming from the market. It's just what I said, but it's really to catch what are their current challenge of our customer, the driver, the pain points, and also moving on for the business model definition, what is their willingness to pay, you know, for this solution and associated services? What are also the competitive advantage that we have, uh, you know, from their point of view? So we take this time really to, to catch all inputs that we get from uh, our customer in order really uh, to get these inputs. We need also contribution from the team. And thanks to our team, you know, which are uh, based in all continents, we have, let's say, easily access to our customer and we get a lot of information. Uh, so we have, you know, marketing champion in North America, in Asia Pacific, in Middle East, in Europe, in LATAM. Everywhere, they have access to customer. So it's a way of facilitating, you know, uh, the voice of customer to collect this marketing narrative. So once you get all this information, because it could be, uh, as mentioned, uh, quite wide, we need to structure this uh, information in link with our, our priority offer and market. And once we get it uh, all structured, we share that internally, uh, following, you know, different steps of the process to engage the team. So as mentioned, voice of customer is important. Uh, the way uh, we are doing that in terms of asking the question to collect this information But what I would like to, to insist, because for my experience, what is very important is also to do that in a co-construction approach, meaning that it's coming from the customer, but it's also thanks to the marketing and the sales team. And building really the value proposition as a marketing uh, narrative is really a challenge. It's, it, it's really uh, not easy. It's depending, you know, on the geography, on the customer persona as well. And especially uh, in related to my business, to the to Veolia Water Technology, in terms of water challenges, we know pretty well water, but there is so many constraints uh, in terms of uh, water scarcity, industry challenges, and all these parameters has to be also considered in the marketing narrative. You are sharing stories, and and to create this impact with your customer, it should you know ring the bell to them. So it's very important to build these stories in link with your local context. I think it's it's fascinating that you know you have the champion in each geography kind of representing those customers and feeding and feeding back and I think also your your comments about these are key principles that people for example learn at business school don't they and it's it's often quite fascinating that they sometimes get neglected you know you you mention something to a group of people and they'll all go yeah yeah I know 
Yeah, I know, I know that. I know that. But there's knowing and there's doing. I think, and and I think you're doing, you're doing the doing here, Ivy, which is which is really really interesting. Um, in terms of that that voice of the customer, and you mentioned also your sales colleagues, like they're listening also to the voice of sales. Um, a common theme that we explore at the Insiders is you know the integration of sales and marketing, or unfortunately in some cases the the the, the lack of that or the division of that. So how do you personally work with your sales colleagues? when you're you know you're creating these value propositions and and other things yes as mentioned sales are a great contributor you know for the voice of sales and they are an important part of the value proposition process so for example before reaching to customer we work with the sales team because they they know them uh, but also they have strong expertise in markets in projects and also in, in customer relationship. So they have a lot of inputs to share with us. So generally what we do, we do workshop together. We work on customer questionnaire. Uh, we map together, as mentioned previously, drivers, pain points, just to check that we are aligned on what we will ask to customer. And we define together a profile of end user. So generally what we do, we, we, we let them speak as part of workshop, questionnaire. So this is uh, really uh, the first step of the value proposition. I call it the voice of sales. The first step for building the value proposition. So it's, it's very important to involve them at the beginning of the process, to, to have this process in place for sure, but it's also very important to inform them on a regular basis. But also, as part of the marketing roadmap, I share a lot of information with them to make sure that they are aware of it. Like that, when I will uh, involve them in the process of building a voice of customer on a specific uh, market and reaching to their customer, they will be prepared, you know, and, and, and they will be more and more familiar uh, with the process. So our role as marketing leader, it's to for sure map the value proposition, but also to involve the sales team. It's very, very important. I can say that it's not always easy because sometimes, especially when you do like voice of sales and after you reach to customer, you see that there is some gaps between the customer perception and and the sales perception, which sometimes can be very funny, especially when you have to explain that to your sales team. <laughs> yeah. And especially when it's related, for example, for pricing, uh, service skills, you know, so you, you, you have some difference and some gap. But it could even happen uh, within the same industry where you have different big gap, you know, uh, in the same company between different persona. And it's, it's where our marketing value will, uh, will come. And, and you have to also, you talk about, uh, a marketing narrative, you know, for your value proposition. But sometimes I do also marketing narrative for myself, for the sales team to make sure that, you know, they, they understand the principle, the gaps, because it's also part of, uh, the foundation, uh, for the sales, you know, enablement and the sales engagement because they are selling at the end. So you need to explain. That is, that's, that is a fantastic, um, fantastic process. I've got this view of all of these different perceptions coming together. And, you know, when they're combined together, you're getting something very powerful. But the gaps, you know, and uh, speaking as a salesperson by background, we're not always fond of admitting there might be some gaps in our knowledge. So <laughs> I think that's uh, always an interesting, must be a very interesting conversation to have sometimes. Richard, your your thoughts on that that sort of process that Ivy follows? Yeah, it sounds, sounds amazing, Simon. I think the the word I kept hearing was, 
was partnership. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of time talking about the the link or the connection between the worlds of marketing and sales. And, and quite often it's a broken link. But I think with, with what Ivy's explained there, using using some fr- frameworks and toolkits as as the infrastructure, it sounds like you're you're really nicely pulling together those different perspectives into into one narrative. I I think a question I'm interested in, Ivy, if I may, is you you have a global responsibility, and I imagine that the challenges of your customers are probably similar from country to country, region to region, but they will also be slightly different. So perhaps just slightly off topic, but I'm interested to know whether, is it an 80-20? You know, is 80% of the problem the same for everyone and 20% is regional or is it closer than that? Or No, this is an interesting question. Sometimes I have the question also from uh, other marketing team internally, how can we create patterns, you know, within within this market for selling this offer. And it reminds me, you know, when I, when I was a kid, uh, we use patterns, you know, you know, to learn about the color and the mathematics. But the way you are selecting your patterns is so different from one child to another. This is exactly the same principle here because mm. um, if you take oil and gas industry, mining industry, food and bev, municipal industry, and so on, um, for sure, they will have, let's say, similar challenges which are, which are related, let's say, to operation, production, and even the product, you know, they are manufacturing. But here we are talking about water. And water, you'd have different challenges in different countries. I mentioned water scarcity. You could have, yep. you know, difficulty, the price of water, the price of energy, and so on. So it really impacts also the way we are mapping our offer in terms of, you know, high level of reuse, for example, of water in certain countries like Australia, for example. Um, it could be impacted by the regulation and, you know, regulation could be different from one continent to another, from one country to another. So it's what we try. We try to harmonize, but we have also to consider local specification, especially when it comes to sustainability, water, energy, and utilities. Wonderful, thank you. And um, you were you had mentioned your roadmap, and in our pre-call before we recorded this episode, you were you were telling us a little bit about you. You map the road to the market, and then you identify the gaps that exist, and then you see that as sales enablement role to then fill those gaps. Could you tell us how you you see the role of sales enablement? So my point of view uh, first is that I really can't imagine that marketing and sales team working are working separately, addressing different challenges with different calls. We, we have to be aligned, you know. So first, really, sales enablement, effective approach is really based on making sure that we are creating effective content together which is for me uh, related to the first question that you asked about marketing directive. It's really our biggest responsibility uh, in terms of sales enablement. We create content for sales to share with potential customers. And this content could be from white papers, uh, you know, because we have also some expertise to share with customers. It could be uh, through blogs, landing page, you know. Uh, it could be emails that we prepare for the sales in order to nurture, you know, a specific type of leads. Um, we really support them in the buyer journey. So for getting suce- success, you know, in the sales enablement, we could uh, also implement technology that power the, the strategy, as well as, you know, creating great content, uh, which should 
facilitate salespeople to find the content they need. For me, it's the step after the marketing narrative, making sure that the sales find easily this content, find this content, you know, uh, suitable for their market, and they are, let's say, uh, confident enough to pitch this content uh, in direct mode with the sales team, and also in terms of marketing, put all this content, you know, in, in, in suitable way for them to, when they have a meeting, when they do a call calling, or when they are in a trade show, for example, they can easily uh, address uh, customer uh, needs thanks to what we prepare to them. I was going to say, so you, you make sure it's at their fingertips almost, so very easy to find and access. Exactly, exactly. And having the right content also uh, for, for their uh, purpose, yes. So I, I really see my role here as a facilitator, you know, uh, and, and having the right tool is definitely a, a good thing as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that your, your, um, your philosophy of facilitation is coming through very strongly as a concept, I think, about the way you're aligning and involving and collaborating with people, which I think is really interesting for other, other marketing professionals to consider. And, and also, when we were speaking prior to the recording, um, you you told us as well you're very you're very strong on having an end-to-end process you think that's absolutely key and there's three key critical elements of that are obviously the process but also the team and the tools could you give us an insight into each of those what do you think are the most important factors so indeed uh, regarding the the process uh so it's almost what i explained you know at the beginning so working on value definition uh, it's coming from um, let's say internal internal and external capabilities so we need to um, have this uh, job done, a com- to have a common methodology to facilitate the implementation and the engagement of the team, especially when you are working, you know, in global organization, we don't do everything centrally. We are also decentralized, you know, supporting marketing in the zone to do the same activity. So it's why process is important because the local team, they really contribute to the value creation definition also because they have access to end users. So we have to make sure that this uh, process is strong enough to be also uh, not modular, but um, also easy, accessible uh, from the local team, from the marketing and the sales team. We have also, as part of the process, let's say a customer questionnaire or a sales questionnaire, which is also a key step, you know. Like that, at the end, we can gather, we do some data crunching, and we have also more than process, it's also, I call it communication process, you know, meaning regular meeting with key stakeholders, uh, sales team, market, offer experts, you know, as long as the duration of the project. Because to me, communication is very important. And most of the time, we have to be agile, you know, and working on an agile project uh, based on iterative process, you know. Uh, the, the more we share, the more we will have, you know, uh, uh, people well confident and also fitting uh, uh, what we are expecting uh, with clear objective uh, all aligned together. So this is the first one. Uh, I talk about the process. The second one, which is for me really the core, the key element of, um, of the job is a team. We have to make sure that before starting everything, we have the right people at the right place for this project. I say working on an agile mode is very important, which have or push them to have a collaborative mindset is for sure is a must, uh, especially internally. This is really important. So uh, it involves marketing, uh, but it involves all team, you know, which are impact, impacted by the offer. Uh, sales, design, technical team, service team. 
all this team are uh, it's not just the marketing it's very important to be also open to other uh, uh, expertise uh, so this was the second one the last one uh, yes you're right I mentioned last time about the tool there is not specific tool really you know uh, as part of the value in offer initiative um, but on the other end it is very important to have let's say uh, solution or tools you know which are scalable and even proven, especially when you have to manage a follow-up action plan. This is the most important because we need collaborative tools to support, for example, e-learning. We talked before about, uh, you know, uh, sharing input with, uh, with the sales team. So e-learning is also important part of that. So, and also all tools related to uh, sales enablement, you know, to share the content and also all marketing automation at the end. Uh, which are part also of this initiative because it's end-to-end -end in order to generate leads and new opportunity for the sales team. The collaboration piece, again, is a clear, you can clearly see it's a priority for you. And then I guess a follow-up question in terms of technology like marketing automation, what do you think marketers should consider when choosing technology or using technology? Because there is so much available now. Yes, you're right. And um, you have a lot of technologies, definitely. And also there is a challenge, especially I, I used to work for global companies. So I can tell you that every time you want to implement a new tool or technology or platform it's a project by itself so I think what I consider the most important is to define first your business objective what would you like to achieve and, and making sure that what you will select after will be in line with your um, business objective so this is really what I consider the most important you have also to consider your organization how do you work with your team you know and involve this uh, marketing network for example in, a, in the process And what you would like this technology uh, to achieve? Is it for boosting collaboration? Is it for sharing content, etc.? So it is important to have a clear view of what you would like to achieve, your business needs, and also the maturity of your team. Because the technology, it's what I consider, uh, should make your life easier, not the opposite, definitely. So uh, it has to be something smooth, easy to implement, ideally. And it should be, for example, if I take the example of marketing automation, it should be an accelerator of lead generation and inbound marketing and support you and facilitate the cooperation with your team. So yes, definitely align that with your business strategy. And the objective really, as I mentioned, for lead generation uh, related to marketing automation, we have to be clear on what we would like to achieve with that, for example. Uh, my objective, if I'm supporting, you know, the growth, the growth will be to create, you know, high qualified lead. So I mean sales ready leads that at the end should be also integrated with the CRM really to provide full picture of lead transformation and also provide ROI of what you do of your marketing and sales campaign. So this is, for example, what I would like to have. Uh, it's a, like, nice to have, you know, and must have as part of the technology. So I'm collaborating with the team to decide, okay, what we would like to achieve, what do we need, etc. And also, what will be the benefits of this technology? So again, if I take example of marketing automation, how this platform or tool will help us to connect with prospects, you know, with through customized content that we have built and how it will do the turn, you know, into customer and uh, let's say, and boost the customer retention. So also a level that we consider as part of the selection and, um, and the, of marketing automation and making sure that in link to our activity, making sure that we are keeping track of our marketing effort, meaning that 
keeping track of sales pipeline, keeping track of CRM utilization with the sales team. And sometimes it requires also discipline. So you can create as much as, you know, a lot of possible advanced workflow, you know, as part as part of the marketing automation. But if at the end, you know, there is no commitment or even engagement from your system with the CRM, as you mentioned, there is a break in the process. So it's it's complicated. Yeah, gotcha. And Richard, you must have a perspective on this. I know this is a topic close to your heart, particularly if it's related to lead generation, you know, the MQL to SQL conversion, that sort of aspect. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving just listening to Ivy talk about all the things which I totally agree with. Tools are great and can facilitate the way you work. But if you don't have the right team in place, then they will sit unused, I think. Or worse, they will end up taking more time, spending time working on the tools rather than supporting your customers or finding new ones. So automation is uh, is key and, and valuable, but only if you have the right team in place. So I would totally ag- agree with that. You've used the word agile a number of times, Ivy, which I love, again, I, I love to hear because I think our job is to react fast and to test, test, test and, and provide value in, in that way. But um, I'm interested in the word agile and the words big company or global corporation. And uh, it'd be lovely to hear of um, your experience in being agile inside of a global corporate. Yeah, it's, it's not, um, we say in French, antinomic. It's not, uh, it's not impossible. <laughs> but you're right. Agile and let's say global company could be a challenge. So it's why I, I mentioned also another word about the process. If you look at marketing narrative, um, voice of customer, voice of sales, and even marketing automation, there is key principle to put in place um, and to collaborate. So I have a strong, let's say, a commitment and link with the zone. So it, it facilitates really the collaboration. And we have to be agile because, as mentioned, you could have many unpredictable events coming, you know, in a, into the game when you have to, to select a new solution. And it's what I said, if at the end you prepare the best content, uh, you select the best marketing automation, you do the best e-learning, you know, to onboard your sales team. But if at the end there is no engagement and no preliminary, you know, involvement of the sales team, it will be a, a nightmare at the end because yeah. uh, you will struggle so much to get it back, you know, in the process. So it's what I said to Agile is that let's start small, make it clear to everyone, do a first step achievement and see and scale up. So it's, it's the way I work. Yeah. It's the way that we work here. And uh, once you have your pilot mode, you know, uh, prepared, uh, validated by everyone, you can communicate and share that internally. You continue. You know, and especially it's good because every time you do that, you receive some input from your team that support you to unreach step two, step three, step four, etc. Yeah, excellent. I mean, it, it does sound like your methodology is very lean startup, Ivy, within a global corporate. And it's really lovely to hear that that's proving successful. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, your your focus on collaboration involvement, I think, is aside from all the other things you've given us, is probably a masterclass in stakeholder mapping and stakeholder management. Ivy, I've got to say, so you know, I think that's uh, clearly takes a lot of your time and focus to make those to make those things happen. And you know, sometimes you have to have those difficult conversations, right? There's always tension in teams, but you either you either deal with it in the meeting and talk about it, or it 
it causes problems, you know, further down the line, doesn't it, if it's not spoken about. So, no, that was absolutely wonderful. Just very conscious of of time. So, absolutely um, some fantastic responses there and some fantastic input. Uh, uh, Richard, any closing thoughts from you? I've scribbled a few notes down as Ivy's been talking. One was, which I loved, very simple, but we create content for sales to share with customers. And I wonder how many marketeers create content for their customers for sales to share. Um, and that's part of, I think, the the missing link sometimes. So supporting the buyer journey and process team and tools. Those are some of my my key takeaways, probably probably in that order, actually. So process team and, and tools and uh, tools can facilitate, help the team be successful and the team is successful because of the process and structures and frameworks that they use. So, yeah, lots of great insight, Ivy. Much appreciated. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, Ivy, thank you very much for sharing your uh, your wisdom and insights with our with our listeners. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us on The Insiders. Thanks a lot to you. It's a, it's a very great pleasure to be there. I'm always happy to share my uh, my experience and uh, and I love people. I love projects. Uh, so I really want to engage, you know, a business leader to, to value my marketing uh, as a great pillar of business transformation. Yeah, absolutely. This is very important. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think you're uh, you're doing a fine job as an ambassador for that, Ivy. So thank you very much. So thank you for listening to all our listeners. Hopefully you've got some fantastic value from Ivy sharing those thoughts and ideas. And just a reminder, if you subscribe to the Insiders podcast from uh, wherever you prefer to access your podcast, you'll be notified of new episodes as and when they're released, which they are on a regular basis. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Ivy. Thank you, Richard. And uh, thank you for listening, folks. The Insiders by Durham Lane. Subscribe today to never miss an episode.